What is up, sluts? I am kind of whispering right now because <laughs> I just wrapped up my West Coast tour and a few nights ago, I was on the 62nd floor of a luxury hotel pegging one of my sluts over the Vegas Strip. And now I am in bumfuck Mississippi visiting my family at my family's house and trying, hopefully, not going to wake them up. Uh, <laughs> So there will be more on all of my Vegas and LA escapades, sexcapades, adventures uh, coming soon. But for now, today's episode, I actually recorded with Domina Augustina on the first day of XBiz two weeks ago. Feels like 10 years ago. Uh, Domina Augustina is the first pro dom that I worked with. I was lucky enough to be invited into a session of hers a couple of years ago, and the rest is fucking history. So we are going to talk about that in today's episode, and I am going to take my ass to fucking bed as I am still recovering from Vegas and probably will be uh, for a while. <laughs> Enjoy, sluts. can come from nightmares too the queendom will take over you dreams can come from nightmares too the queendom will take over you cheers <laughs> welcome Domina Augustina to Thy Queendom Come. I'm so happy that you're here. Oh, thank you for having me. We are currently at XBiz LA and I invited you here because it, you're such a, a cool part of my personal story. The first time I was ever invited into a professional dom session, it was by a sub and he had booked a session with you. So it just worked out that we <laughs> he we were supposed to meet the first time that you guys did, but mm -hmm. the timing didn't work out. So he met with you mm -hmm. and then we met directly afterwards. And the first thing he ever said to me when I met him, my sub, my OG sub, which is on the first episode, which is my ass hurts. <laughs> my ass really hurts. And you made his ass really fucking hurt. And so I met my sub. I talked with him. We met and then the, the next time that I saw him was with you Aww. and that was my first real session seeing a session with the dominatrix and I remember you saying to me like what would you like him to call you I was like oh <laughs> Queen Low so that's you welcome thank you so much I'm so happy you're here and I'm excited to hear about more about your story and your journey to becoming Domina Augustina. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. I remember that session. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> it <laughs> was. We've had fun ones since then, too. Like, that was just the start of. Yeah, no, it's been like two years now. Mm. And he is a consistent sub. We see each other probably every couple of months, like quarterly. And we have built a relationship and we have the last time we met it was we played this kind of scenario where he was like a locked up enslaved sub yes the captured couple they were the captured couple we had a another girl our girl ray mm -hmm. who is a switch she's a dom but also she plays in the energies and so our sub will call him um OG Subby. He I is. He's OG Subby. <laughs> he's OG Subby. Aww. He's OG Subby boy. He deserves the title. He's yes. a good one. Yes. No, he is because yeah, he's the on. one who introduced me to it. Like, he's the one who reached out to me. I was a fucking podcast host who talked about sexuality and BDSM and lifestyle. And he reached out and said, I have a, I have a session booked with a pro dom in LA and I would like for you to come and then for us to talk about it afterwards and you were the pro dominant oh and that's what happened we ended up talking about it. he told me his ass fucking hurt a lot <laughs> he texted me the next like, i don't know if it was the next day or whatever on the she plane being like my ass hurts on the plane <laughs> No, yeah, that's kind of our, our signature now. We, like, let him hurt for days and days and days after. Uh, but last time, it was me, you, and our girl, Ray, and mm -hmm. she played the submissive feminine in the scenario, and they were a captive, like, couple 
who were tied up and tortured. Yes. And yeah, no, he didn't actually succeed. (laughs) We told him that she had to come first and Mm -hmm. that she, he was getting pegged. He was caged up Mm -hmm. and we said that she had to get, she had to come first, but he didn't fucking make it. He came through his, he came through his cage all, (laughs) all through his cage onto the mattress. But anyways, I would like to know, how did you, you're a doula in your... A midwife. A midwife, a midwife. You're a midwife in your day-to-day. Yes. And at times, we've been at sessions, like, together, mm-hmm. and you have been on call. Yeah, so... At any moment, you could have to go deliver a baby, and I think you did, like, hours after one of our sessions. I think there was one where I left, and I was like, I think I'm heading to a labor after this. <laughs> Please tell me how. How? How did you end up uh, pegging men and also delivering babies? I think the world would also like to know. I think, I mean, everyone has multiple parts to their personality, but the doming side, I think, has been in me the longest. So even when I was in high school, I used to like to bully the boys. Of course. Um, <laughs> and so I would create this little games where I don't know what the games were, but they would be like, if I win, I get to hit you in the balls. If you win, like maybe you get the soda for my lunch or something like that. And they'd always want to play the games. Like they knew what the stakes were and they'd <laughs> lose them. Probably on purpose. Probably so, on purpose. I've because been... they love being punished. Look at Subby <laughs> Sly here. <laughs> By the way, Subby Sly is sitting here watching this episode being recorded and he showed up to uh, a present weed at my feet which is amazing i'm in la and i need fucking weed (laughs) and uh he got to kiss my feet and uh now he's here watching this episode be recorded and as you're saying you know what they could like to be punished on purpose he's just sitting here nodding his head he's like yes yes teacher yes punish me (laughs) like snap your fingers if you want to punch the balls (laughs) Okay, so you were always this person, which is the case with so many of my uh, dominant friends. Yeah. Even a guy I met earlier was talking about, like, my dominant personality. And it's like, oh, no, you are this person all the time or you are this business. Mm-hmm. Like, you're marketing all that. It's like, no, like, I am this person. Like, I, this is my business yeah. because I am this person. Yeah. It's the same fucking thing. You were always this person and you just decided to fucking start monetizing it. Yeah. Being and what was that like? How did you decide to do that? Um, I slowly over time realized that these little sadistic and controlling tendencies of mine fell into the beautiful umbrella of what's called BDSM. And then I had a way to understand myself in like a more, like, it gave me context. And, uh, I had a lifestyle sub who was like, you know, you can do this professionally, right? Like, obviously, like I'm providing like gifts, money, stuff like that, but like, you know, you can do this professionally. And I was like, yeah, that's a very good point. And so I started doing in-person sessions. Um, I used the seeking side because I was like, well, I'm expensive. So the main denominator is can you afford me? Can you afford and me? And yeah. seeking is full of submissive men because the world is full of submissive men. The world <laughs> is full of submissive men. I don't know where I heard this stat. It was probably somewhere on Twitter or something like that. But apparently like 60% of men have some type of submissive tendency. In my experience, <laughs> I would say the majority of men have some type of submissive quality. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't say 60% of men want to be, like, milked into a shot glass no. and, like, made to eat their own cum, but maybe, like, slapped around. And that's the, No, 100%. <laughs> not every submission doesn't mean being bent over and pegged in every situation. No. Sometimes it just means getting told what to do and, and being forcibly like in touch put in touch with that softer side but in a consensual way yeah and i think it actually makes you a better leader when Mm. you are able to empathize with that with that softer side a hundred percent you're able to get in touch with it but you also fucking want it (laughs) nobody wants to be in charge 24 fucking 7 it's true and i feel like you see that 
I mean, it's funny because I think a lot of people who aren't familiar with BDSM have this idea that like submissive men are like all little like runty weaklings and you know, losers, that's a fat, disgusting yes. losers. And it's like, no, you could, they wouldn't be a able lot to of afford our services if that world. were the case. <laughs> no, and that's exactly it. Like I have people who actually make fun of my clients and I'm like, do you realize that like these are the same people that you have to bite your tongue to every single day? You yeah. have to listen to their orders and bite your tongue and and do what they say and they're sucking my fucking silicone cock yeah my mom literally realizes it i'm like just speak to them like a little bit more they want it (laughs) they actually do want it these men in this fucking corporate world they have this streak in them that wants to be told what to fucking do because no one does it no one does it and i think even outside of these men who are in particular positions of power in general, women are socialized to not say things that hurt people's feelings, not express themselves with candor. And so even regular ass dudes on the street are never getting the like full verbal frontal of what people actually think of them, at least from women. Yeah. And so having that stripped away, I think is a new experience for a lot of them. And it's a very like interesting experience. It's like, oh, I am actually hearing what you think about me, not the filtered version that all the other women in my life give me. Right. It's like they all know it. Like, and that's what I tell some of my subs. I'm like, who else in your life is going to tell you that you have a tiny cock (laughs) and the only reason anyone's tolerating you is that because you're in this position of power and you're actually kind of an asshole and you're kind of intolerable and we need to like get below that. We need to like dig down and find what it is about you that is actually of service to people, that actually provides value not only to me, but to the fucking wider world. And who else in your life is going to tell you that? Not the people that you pay, not your wife. Not your kids, but they all are thinking it. Mm. They are all thinking it. And all of the frustrations and the the insecurities and the, the feelings of not enoughness and also the awareness that everyone around you is tolerating you because of who exactly you are. Like the projection of those feelings. Yeah. Where is that getting out? Under our feel. <laughs> exactly. So you started through lifestyle you started through lifestyle lifestyle, and then you decided to get on seeking yes and i very much like to get in their heads and i feel like the deeper that you can get into a sub's brain unpick the little nooks and crannies in there so i definitely like having subs who i see like regularly or have like a ongoing relationship with so for example og yeah og subby boy i like clients (laughs) like that who it's like "Mm, i know it makes you You tick one of my favorite things is hearing trigger stories for subs so i love to tell subs like when i'm giving my little lectures online i'm like i don't think subs are created i think you were hardwired this way and something made you come online and i love hearing their what made you come online as a sub story what made you come (laughs) online what was the what was the extra push Yeah. And some of them have like very interesting stories. Some of them are like, it's just like the basic, like my girlfriend cheated on me. And for some reason that made me hard. That's a lot of the story. Yeah. A lot of them don't know why they're hate wanking to the fact that their girlfriend cheated on them. And it's like, okay, it makes you hard. Like cry about it. Let's get over it. And (laughs) it's like, let's move on. Let's, let's think about why. Yeah. Mm, So you started on seeking. And when I met you with OG Sebi, Mm -hmm. You had been doming for some time. I had been doing it professionally for a couple years at that point, but I wasn't like really doing anything online at that point. So it was, I was still like in my fully, I'm just doming in person phase or like over text or something like that. And we had a conversation one day after we met with OBG Subby. We Mm -hmm. left him literally, he made a huge mess on his mattress through his like rubber cage. After we had like tied him up, he broke the the fucking machinery that we had in between his legs. I think it got ripped. (laughs) It got it got ripped. And then we spent time talking outside about this concept of like being being a man Mm -hmm. and how we are in this position to call these extremely powerful men. Like you said, that a lot of the world, a lot of the very vanilla world that we interact with every day, they suck these guys' dicks to mm-hmm. get by. And these are the men who are begging to be called losers. Yeah, They're begging to be called losers. They're at our feet. 
and they are trying to find in themselves what masculinity means to mm-hmm. them. Meanwhile, we have the mainstream idea of what it means yeah. to be a man. Definitely. I mean, I think toxic masculinity, like obviously there's a lot of, it affects women much more negatively than it affects men. We don't need to get into that part. But toxic masculinity, I think, creates like a cage that men have to not only stay inside, but perform constantly, especially these men in power who are constantly being like visualized, scrutinized by the people underneath them who like have to perform all the time. They have to live up to these standards that society men have created for themselves. But I think a lot of the reason that they love being a loser that like that they so many of these things are like dehumanizing, like being a wallet, Mm. being a slut, being a pig, being a loser. It takes the human element (laughs) out of it. Like you are not responsible. You are not being held to a standard. Like nobody expects a loser to comply with these standards of toxic masculinity nobody expects a like pig or a slut to have to be anything particularly and so that's a way to shed that for a little while and then you get off at the same time and that's very very freeing like to leave all of that behind and so i think for a lot of them there's all this anxiety the weight of the world Mm. that they take off their shoulders for a little bit yeah while they're sucking cock (laughs) while they're sucking cock it's also so like in the word blasphemous Like, it's so bad, and their experience, like, every day, their entire lives and everything a lot of my subs are working up to is to be be viewed in this certain way Mm -hmm. and to be successful and to have power and to have status and to go to a place that no one knows about, not a single person Mm -hmm. knows about, where you get on your fucking knees And if a single person in your life knew that you called yourself a stupid, pathetic fucking loser and sucked a vibrating, glittery strap on and got filled, like, no, it's this idea that if anyone found out Mm -hmm. that this is who I am, which is why what we do is so fucking powerful because it's so real. And it's so, whether it's sucking strap on or being this crazy submissive slut, these desires like these, that are so insane mm-hmm. and that you feel like are so wrong and the fact that they're so wrong that they they kind of like they get us off. Mm-hmm. They get us off and these it's amazing that these super powerful people who give orders all day and are put on pedestals and I think that like the subs that I have that are in those positions that are able to get on their knees and take direction Mm -hmm. and actually listen. And even though it's in this context, it shows that they have the actually fucking the ability to do Mm -hmm. that. And they're able to take that like shred of softness and the ability to listen and the ability to give a woman power and the ability to take the back seat. Like they're able to take those those qualities out into the world. Yeah. And I believe that my subs are better leaders because of that. Yeah. I mean, you're gaining access to them. Like these men in particular, like all of the parts of their life, there's not really anything that's just theirs. Like they're when they're at work being in charge of everyone, like everyone needs something from you. Your family needs something from you. There's never a lot of things that are like just yours. And this mm. for them, practice, honestly, I would say arguably as a form of self-care is, it is. just for it's them. It's like therapy. It's like, it's like a vacation. It's yeah. Like- and so in the same way that like a therapist might change your view on something or put you in a different headspace when you like exit back into the world, you having this access to them and this like thing that is just for them when they are able to shed those walls down that they have up all the time, it gives you this really deep access. So yeah, it really is like changing how they go act out in the world afterwards. And it has a ripple effect. Yeah. That's the thing. Like these uh, men who come to us and subs who come to us who process these very deep, whether they're traumatic or whether they're desires, whether they're they're fantasies, they're coming to process things and they're there regardless. And so they're either going to process them this way or they're going to go out into the world, whether they're frustrated, angry, repressed, and that's affecting every person around them. 
every person around them, which is why, like, I'm so passionate about just having the conversation and, like, realizing, like, how many men and people I have come to me today, like, every day, every week, thinking that they're so different by having <laughs> these fucking desires. And it's like, ah, I wouldn't be here if you were that fucking yeah. different. Like, you're unique. You're a snowflake, but you're not that fucking different. <laughs> you're just the 10th guy this week who's asked if he can buy my socks. Like, like you're not that I just sold my air, I just sold my AirPods, <laughs> airport socks. <laughs> I just sent them out, yeah. Honestly, like, I think there's a lot of these men who are in, like, high position power. Like, I mean, I've had politicians and, like, CEOs and stuff like that be clients of mine. But also, yeah. I think it there's, there's lots of these guys who truly have, like, their ripple effect is huge. But there's also plenty of, like, average Joes and middle class guys who are literally saving up for these experiences because yeah. they see them as, like valuable Uh, their self-care they see them as valuable like it means something to them and i think that's where sometimes we see some of the like rhetoric online about uh lifestyle submission i think it's these guys that they are most likely to be affected by that in a negative way and that's why i think doms need to be very careful about how they project things that are fantasy because being a lifestyle sub that's great nothing wrong with that but i think this idea of like being a loser and growing broke like yeah. your wife is gonna leave you because you spent That's all your insane. money on me like your kids aren't gonna have anything this christmas because you just couldn't stop spending money which on is me. nuts and completely against the actual court of, of bdsm yeah which like social media and the access now it's like it's it's a gift and it's also a curse because there are so many people getting involved now into this world who have bdsm is supposed to be the safest place for people to go and explore mm-hmm. and and be vulnerable and like professionally in a business sense as well as a human like you're no good to me if you're broken and fucking broke and if you're on the street and if I actually destroy you like that is a a beautiful sexy language that I'm going to destroy you and yeah and all of those things but because of the accessibility these days with social media and the internet there are so many people coming into the world who like actually don't know boundaries and the fact that it's supposed to be a very very safe space like Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be a place where you're able to like let go and trust give away trust submission is a being a sub is it's like an informed choice where you trust and you give away your your power yeah and the accessibility that we have today is it's a blessing and a curse and there's so much it i mean it truly is um i think there are a lot of subs out there who have like very like long-term and in-depth fantasies. And there's so many people who get off on like these like very long-term fantasies, but it has to be a fantasy. Like in the same way that like you can't take power from someone who has no power. If you're not out there creating <laughs> worth in the world, and it doesn't even have to be monetarily. Like if you're not out there, if you're just out there being like a shit person. Yeah, like, no, some of these guys, like they're like, hey, I'm going to be your slave, take my power. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't want to own trash. Like this is not a shelter. No. Like what? You have to be worth my time. A hundred percent. So being a pathetic loser, like you can't step on someone who's already You're not on the actually supposed to be a pathetic loser. <laughs> That's like the thing. Like I'm going to call you my pathetic loser. But like if you're actually pathetic loser you can't afford my services yeah like that's the thing like you have to be actually responsible in the way that you engage with your king in this space (laughs) yeah that's why when subs are like oh no i'm going broke for femdom i'm like i'm not interested then like go make more money go do something with your life figure it out No, i want to inspire my subs to like go fucking i don't know my subs get creative i lock them up like cage them up and then all of a sudden all their sexual and creative energy is just flowing through them and they're writing poetry and selling it on fucking (laughs) etsy like get get creative yeah don't go broke you don't you're no good to me if you're on the fucking street and hungry like what it's a terrible business tactic to to destroy your sluts and put them on the streets uh hungry and cold a hundred percent. It's also just like, there's something that feels really good about taking someone who's like up here and bringing them like, you are my loser. You are my pathetic. Come down to I earth. have turned you into a yeah. pathetic loser. Not you're a pathetic loser. I'm just like, oh, I guess I'll play with this for a little while. No, no. And that he's chosen, that you've chosen to come here. It's like an empowered choice. Like yeah. he's, and that is what BDSM is at its core is giving away power like it's an empowered choice to submit 
mm-hmm. which is why I think it's so fucking hot, like in a world where women constantly have to fucking take power, like talk to successful women any- anywhere and they talk about how they have to take power every single day. And being a dominatrix and being in femdom is the one fucking place that we are constantly given power yeah. every single day. Like power is actually given to us and I think about that like in women who are in all other industries like selling cars I'm like you're getting hired and you're using the same exact qualities that we use you're selling an idea and you are connecting and you are weaving your way through the minds the same exact way that that we do except it's for the man that's true (laughs) that is very true for fucking Elon (laughs) fuck that shit so for you, what has been the biggest difference between doming in person and doming online? There's less hoops to jump through when you're doming online. Like, <laughs> you don't have to pass a video interview to, with an in-person interview, you have to pass a video interview so that I know that you're a safe human There's being. There's a whole screening. And yeah, There's a screening that goes on. There's, like, logistics of, like, are you booking a room in a dungeon? Are you booking yes. a room in a hotel? Whereas like this, I just get access to you. They can in just your call home. Yeah. Um, or they're like Toyota. Like Yeah, it, exactly. <laughs> it could be that. And quite honestly, um, a video session with me is far less expensive than an in-person session with me. As so well, there's a lot yeah. more like subs who one can afford it. There's shy subs who just it's a like, lot more accessible. Would fucking faint if they tried to do like a hundred percent burst into a million <laughs> fucking pieces if yeah. they saw you in person. <laughs> they yeah. couldn't afford it, and also their nerves would probably uh, they couldn't last either. A hundred percent, and then just like. Now I can do video sessions with subs in fucking France and Germany. And obviously, unless they were like in town and it worked out for us. Right. So the accessibility is amazing. Like it is having subs all over the world. uh, Yeah. Which even, yeah, even in being in the most glamorous cities, like it just (laughs) the worldwide. The reach is just so much further. I think it also, it, it, opens the door to way more kinks and way more things Mm. than I ever experienced just in person, like Mm -hmm. with my in-person sessions. Like I never had an in-person session, like a sub like begged to fuck himself with like multiple bananas online. That happens a lot. Like that's not something that, you know what I'm saying? Like um, I think, I feel like people are more willing to, uh, expose deeper parts of themselves yeah. when it's on the internet and in some ways it's it's like a blessing and a curse in some ways I feel like I'm like an internet person like not a real person in mm-hmm. some senses like that they feel safe doing things with but it's also like there is a there is a benefit to that like they feel safe enough yeah. to like if they want to fuck themselves with four bananas and then like shat it out and then like look it up like a dog like that's that that's what we're doing however i've i've never had a person in person actually request to do that that's true but i see it online a lot that's true you've got that like extra level of safety of like again for those subs that are like so nervous like who wouldn't be able to like shove those bananas up their ass in front of you and in places in countries and in places that they're not able to access these things like they're able to because they're able to come online they're able to engage with these parts of themselves that in reality don't exist yeah a hundred percent doing the lord's work here we are (laughs) (laughs) um what is one of your best subby stories i feel like it's always different for different people what they find that's so true because it's so true there are some people who are going to be shocked by like body that? stuff like there's the fact that like subs want to like buy used tampons to treat them like lollipops yeah. like some people yeah. find that most shocking or like some people like truly don't understand like with the human atm fetish yeah or, like and like there's so many different wild things that sorry this is a hard question to answer and i probably all right what is which one oh the pancake oh but that one oh that was on that was actually over a year ago i thank you for reminding me no it was he literally uh we had him 
jizz into a bowl and then we had him base it up like a turkey base mm-hmm. base it up shoot it up his ass and then uh put every bit of it back into a bowl and then make pancakes and eat it with queen lou's bitch written across his forehead that so fucking like, funny that is so fucking brilliant. But is it shocking? <laughs> is it shocking, though? I, it's not that shocking. I think if you're in the world of femdom, there's not a lot that's going to shock you. I think if you're Literally, a vanilla listener, you're so probably much, sitting mouth agape. I mean, so much crazy shit. Just like that, like, pancake cum ass batter. Like, okay, it's normal. Like, it's Tuesday. You know, but you're right. You're right. What? <laughs> Making cum pancakes. Making cum pancakes. No, he did. He shot that. Yeah. You know, but that is that's my German slut. That's what I that's mm. why when I meet like super aggressive German guys, I'm like, listen, like I see you. <laughs> I see you completely. Yeah. Like you're so German and aggressive. But like at some point you just want to drop to your knees and shove a couple bananas up your ass and then shat them out when you have your cock in a cage and then like lick it up and just be told what to do and kicked around and like you want my toenails in your fucking nostrils. I think a lot of it is just like turning your brain off. Yeah. Like a lot of them like the idea of like being hypnotized or like giving over full control and just letting me be the voice in their head. And that can be for literally anything like that can be who you are as a person. It can be SPH. It can be like what your destiny is as a male sub or like why you are a cuck or like the layers, they go back so deep. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's, that's the fun in it. Like the fun is not just like calling and saying like mommy and like I want to wank. It's peeling back those layers and understanding why exactly you like watching your woman get fucked yeah or why you want to be nurtured in a certain way yeah that's what makes it hot so a big part of bdsm is psychological which i don't know if a lot of people understand people think like whips chains stilettos yeah and so when you mention hypno work So that one gets a little bit complicated because on so many of the sites, you're not supposed to technically use the word hypnosis. So it's like, this is against MasterCard regulations or whatever. Fuck MasterCard and Visa. (laughs) Yeah, fuck them. But I think it's, it ties into the whole, like, they want to, like, they love the idea of turning off their brains. Like, it doesn't, it's not even just like, necessarily like these men in power who have like the weight of the world on their shoulders but like even your regular joes out there they have like the little voice in the back of their head telling them like fuck you have to get this shit done tomorrow like there are bills to be paid like your relationship shit like what are you going to talk to your like they want that voice to shut the fuck up and so they replace i replace that voice (sighs) the rest of their brain goes silent because I'm the only thing that's in their head. And so it's just very freeing to shed all of that and to leave that behind and then get to have an erotic experience at the same time. And the truth is like, there's no like true hypnosis. Like I'm not holding like a little clock on a chain or anything. There's no like- I just speak very slowly and I'm my mean bitchy self while speaking a little bit slowly normally. And they're all like, and trans goddess like i'm hypnotized (laughs) like you can do whatever with me and just i talked to them about like shutting their brains off leaving like the nagging worries behind and this is a like a time where like you get to be my dirty little pervert and you get to turn off your brain and that is so fucking exciting for them turning off their brain is so hot like that connected to actually connecting with someone Mm -hmm. Who cares and who sees them and who doesn't judge them and who like allows them to be whoever they want to be in that moment. Yeah. Partnered with just there are no decisions here. There are just uh, rules for you to follow. Yeah. Yeah. It feels really good. It feels really fucking good to let go. A hundred percent. It's really, really freeing. No, I I think we see it. <laughs> I think we see it all the time. Yeah. We see that. <laughs> Their eyes fluttered back into the and the into the back of their head, and their uh, toes curling in the weightlessness of of being free and making no decisions. Yeah, under our stilettos. <laughs> exactly. In the abyss. <laughs>
In the abyss. In the abyss. So when men come to you about SPH, and a lot of people listening are probably like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) So SPH stands for small penis humiliation. And I have to say, (laughs) among all the different types of subs there are, I think most of them have this added in to whatever it is. If you enjoy being cuckolded, if you're like a sissy, which means you like being feminized. All of them like being told that their cock is just too small and can't please women. They should just give up and stick it in the cage. Literally. (laughs) Even guys who have like average, not terrible cocks, they want to be told. They will go through extraordinary measures to send photos of their cocks and videos of their cocks where they look smaller than they actually are because they want to be humiliated for how small they are and how... They lack the ability to please a woman ever. Yeah. I think it's just such a core visual of masculinity that that's, like, probably one of the, like, easiest on-the-nose forms of emasculation that there is. So. Right. Saying that you have a (laughs) tiny fucking cock. Because, like, a cock, a huge fucking dick, even, like, in our every bit of our pop culture and society, it's like, oh, grow a pair. Show your big slinging thing. Yeah. When in actuality, a lot of men are walking around feeling completely insufficient. Yeah. They say that, like, women most fear, like, being physically harmed by men and men most fear being laughed at by women. And facing the fear or, like, the greatest fear of a woman laughing at your cock what else do you have to be afraid of at that point? And it's also honest, like working with a dom and then having a dom, like paying someone to actually laugh at your cock and call attention to the very obvious when you've spent your whole life being afraid of going out and taking your pants off and Mm -hmm. being laughed at or actually being laughed at, but in a way that's not obvious. Like they say, oh, someone's calling me and I have to leave. And, (laughs) and everyone knows that your cock is so small that she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to raise her number for you. Like she did. It's not worth it. And that is the very sad fucking truth. And a lot of guys deal with this every single day. And so coming to a dom like us, again, we are able to call attention and draw focus to something that no one else in your life is able to. Like if you're buying it, if you have a beautiful house and you're a boss and you're buying drinks and you're doing your this and your that, even when you bring a hot chick home, she's still probably not going to tell you that you have a tiny fucking cock. Yeah. And uh, it's not your personality either. And (laughs) no one in your life except for a dominant hot chick who's taking your money to be an actual cunt is going to tell you that and make you dig dig below that. (laughs) It's true. Like, you have a tiny cock. Let's get over it. Cry me a river. What's next? Like, you don't, like, just because you have a small fucking cock doesn't mean you don't get to have a sexually satisfying life. Like, no, there's are you more gonna for make you. A, like, are you going to make girls come with penetration? No. Fuck no. Absolutely but not. a lot more that you can do. Like, no. enjoy being, there's so much you get to enjoy. This, this Use your tongue. Use yeah. your mouth. And learn also, how to like, eat pussy. learn how to eat fucking pussy in a while. Like, it's, it doesn't have to be a curse. It can be an actual blessing. Yeah. You, uh, there's a lot of guys walking around with very average cocks and they're like actually, like actually vacationing in the fucking Midwest. You know, it's not giant. It's not tiny. It's not making anyone scream. It's not making anyone laugh. It's just getting by. (laughs) And fortunately for my subs, they have decided to be extraordinary. Like average cock is worse than like micro. Cause at least if you're micro, you're fucking interesting. <laughs> but if you're average, you're just skating through life, like never making a woman actually scream. Like she's just telling you, yeah, it was fine. Like, it was okay for me. And I think that the subs have the opportunity to, to actually do something extraordinary with their very, very average cock, which I think a lot of guys have. And yeah. feel very insecure about. Yeah. And it screams. It's it's very loud. <laughs> Until they're able to uh, get on their knees and deal with it and be told to their face. So many guys go out and have interactions and feel shy and scared about what they're going to face when they get back home. And so some of them opt not to do that. And they come to women like us and they pay to be actually told the truth of what they would experience when they go out anyways. It's almost a form of taking a power over it. I think so. Like facing your fear. 
facing your fear and taking control over it. That's what a lot of cucks like. A lot of cucks become cucks because their women cheated on them. They either saw it or they found out about it and all of a sudden they're hate wanking to it and they're getting boners over the idea of their woman with someone else and they have no idea why because it's fucking hot. It hurts that your woman went out and got fucked better than you could ever provide her and for some reason it turns you on and you have to address that. You have to address it or you get angry. Cucks are interesting for me because they, I feel like, can come from multiple places. I think for some of them, it's the like the thrill of the humiliation, the thrill of examining what what am I lacking, the facing of their insecurities. And then there's some cucks that are just like true compersionists who really just like love the idea of their woman getting pleasure. And if that's something that someone else delivers better, then like that's great. And I think it's very interesting the way that they want to be spoken to based on what is the root of their fetish. Whether it's humiliation or whether it's a, an ability to give pleasure in a way that they cannot. Yeah. I think also like there's, there's to me like very clearly like two different types of subs. There are subs who are focused on putting women's and specifically dom's pleasure above anything else including their own pleasure and there are subs who are wanting something they want to receive something and usually that is humiliation like some like more service or like dom focused subs like receiving humiliation because it makes the dom happy but the majority of subs who are interested in humiliate humiliation it's because it is a self-centered thing that they are receiving something from you. That they are dealing with something that they are projecting against. Like yeah. the yeah. thing that they want to be humiliated is like, for example, when I have subs calling me wanting to be humiliated for being little cock sucking gay boys, mm-hmm. those are the exact guys that are out lobbying against gay rights. Mm-hmm. And that is the fucking truth. Guys who are so angry and prejudiced against like gay rights are the Mm -hmm. ones who are calling me desperate to be forced to go out and suck some cock they want me to make them go suck some cock to send proof to suck cock it's because it's it's projection it's loud yeah it is it's loud which goes back to small penis humiliation (laughs) like these guys with small dicks They want to be fucking humiliated one way or another, whether it's buying a fucking big truck or whether it's getting under the heels of a fucking hot dumb. Like that energy gets out somewhere, especially when you live in a society that tells you that you're supposed to have a fat cock and nail women down to oblivion. And when you're just not capable of that and when you're being inundated with that every single second of every single day always like that's the only form of success is having a big slinging fat cock and when that's not you of course of course you're gonna find other ways to compensate i mean i think it's like a a freedom to escape that like we were talking earlier about how masculinity as society has decided it's supposed to be is like very confining for men and there are healthier ways to explore that separating those two things I think one of the things, if I remember our conversation that we had outside after mm. our last session is that like one mistake that that people who aren't familiar with BDSM and with subs would make is thinking like, oh, these men are less than yeah. the typical alpha male. Like their masculinity is less than. And like, yes, they want to hear that in the session. They do want to be a masculine. They do in the session want to hear that they are less masculine. But these men who come to these sessions are arguably like better men or have or like have a a purer and healthier form of masculinity than a lot of the other fuckwads out there 100 percent. and they're better leaders because they're able to get in touch with their softer sides the sides that listen like a good leader knows how to listen 100 percent. like a good leader knows how to take criticism a good leader knows how to follow at times and understands humility. Like, understands humility, understands humanity, mm-hmm. is able to connect. And there are so many people out there who are so threatened and who are so uh, insecure and they're unable to do that. And because of that, they are leaders who are, again, that ripple effect. 
mm-hmm. that force, that true dominance doesn't have to be taken. You know, like when subs come to me and they're like, oh, make me submit, make me do this. I'm like, I'm not going to make you do shit because I don't want you taking that form of what you believe submission is out into the world, forcing people to submit to you. That's not what submission is. Like true submission is, is learning how to trust and actually give power away yeah. and being able to take the passenger seat and, and listen and respond and take direction and empathize and sit in your more feminine energetic sides. I mean, it requires respect. Respect is earned. It's not taken. And that's why control falls under that same category. Like respect is earned and not taken, which is why something BDSM is so powerful. Like so many people think of dominance as like, I'm going to take it. I'm controlling you. It's and it's like not force and within it's not. BDSM. It's no, like I am actually giving you, I am giving you power to do whatever you want with me. Like, and there's a safe word and I can take that. I can take that consent away at any mm-hmm. time. But I am actually giving you that ability to do whatever you want with me. Like, that's the true form of dominance. Not like I am taking you and... and Just because you're so restrained that you can't fight back and have no exit (laughs) like you've experienced this thing. Exactly. (laughs) So what's next for you? You're going online now. And are you still working in person? You're... I am still working in person. I just got back from Argentina a few days ago, but with the online stuff, like especially the streaming picking up at the speed that it is, it's given me like I have so many subs who are waiting to do their like pre their video interview that I make them do yeah. before they're allowed to book of their in person sessions. Yeah. Oh, in it's LA, so, so important. <laughs> it weeds them out. I'm like, if you can't get through a video interview, like I'm not wasting my time. No, that's exactly it. If I can't see you, <laughs> if I can't see you on video and connect with you on video, I have no interest with you uh, yeah. in person. No, before I was before I was online, like I would meet my subs and we would meet like at a bar before a session and we would kind of like connect and have that like unsexy conversation mm-hmm. of like safe words and like what yeah. you're into and hard limits, soft limits. And now that I'm online, like all of that can happen beforehand. Mm-hmm. And so then you're able to have that like conversation connection and then you can actually get into that space yeah. and be free. You like create those boundaries and you're able to be free within them because you establish that. So I'm glad you're getting online and establishing that. It's been really, really fun. Travel and fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, one of the fun things about streaming from Argentina is that I, we were five hours ahead. So I ended up hitting like a completely different, like sub population. So I was getting a lot of subs in like Europe and stuff who were like, because it was a different time zone for them. Like they were tuning in at a different time. And so I also think that uh, probably because you're from Argentina, that guys were probably just leaking and busting (laughs) because of that simple fact alone, because men are very simple creatures. Men are very silly. (laughs) Yeah. I don't ever really dom in Spanish, though. I'm just not as comfortable with really? English. Yeah. Yeah. I am wanting to perfect my Spanish so that I can dom in Spanish. <laughs> I think that would be so fucking hot. I Estoy think aprendiendo it... Espanol. Nice. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> I think for me in particular, because for me, I'd say for a lot of doms, it's probably true, but just the... Obviously, men are visual creatures, but they like to fucking listen. They hang when they're on told to, to every fucking word. <laughs> and for me, like I've like with like I've also been streaming on Twitch and stuff, like the way that I've been marketing is like very hypnotic, very like ASMR, mm-hmm. like you're yeah. turning off your brain and I'm in your brain now. And so this for me brain. that like flow state and like I feel like my style is like I'm got a big vocabulary that I put to use with like the little perverted gremlins in my head and so i don't have that same range in spanish i don't have that same like vulgar eloquence that i the vulgar eloquence that i have in english so i would love to develop a (laughs) vulgar eloquence in uh in spanish that sounds so hot (laughs) i'm sure you will i will i mean i'm living in mexico i feel like uh not doing so is kind of a it's an injustice i mean you get that uh immersion situation you're gonna have to come down and visit and 
have to do like a Mexico extravaganza. That would be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy that I had you here tonight, that you were here, that we met, and that you ushered me into this space. Aw. And that you're online now. I'm going to take the online world by storm (laughs) by their balls underneath your stiletto yeah (laughs) that's exactly right well thank you so much for having me this is a lot of fun it's always been fun getting to do sessions with you and chatting with you so every time you ushered me into the world i remember like the first time we met you were like what would you like him to call you i was like oh (laughs) so it is so it is uh please tell the world where they can find you you can find me on twitter on loyal fans um those are the best places to connect with me at domina at la domina xox that's my username is the same on everything which makes it real easy they will be in the show notes fantastic and uh we do we do sessions together. Yeah. So if you are in LA and you're a sub and uh, want to suck our cocks, reach out on my website, thequeendom.com. Hell yeah. I mentioned the episode. <laughs> <laughs>